Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Friends, Walt and I will lead a Bible study tour in the land of Israel. We will walk where Jesus walked, and we would love to meet you in person in Israel. The dates for the trip are November 8th to the 19th in 2022. That's later this year. Check out the link for the Walk with God Israel tour in the show notes below. Welcome to Walk with God. You know, Walt and I like to sit beside the water. They, you know, they say to people, are you a mountain person or are you a beach person, a water person? And we just really enjoy the water. And it might be a pool, but to be honest, we'd probably rather be at the ocean or sitting beside a lovely lake. The thought of sitting there with a book and the lapping water along the shoreline just brings peaceful thoughts and it slows the rhythm of life's hectic pace. It brings a sense of calm to our hearts and minds. And even when we think of a shoreline, we're reminded that Jesus spent much of his ministry time around the Sea of Galilee. He was calling his disciples, saying, come and follow me. They were fishers, and he was calling them to be fishers of men. Come and heal the sick with me and minister alongside of me. Those disciples followed him and were with him that day when he fed 5,000 men. And they followed him and listened to him teach the multitudes as they traveled. Well, when Walt and I are in Israel and we are traveling to the north and we arrive at the Galilee region, it's a highlight to walk to the top of Mount Arbel and take in the scenic overview of the entire Sea of Galilee. If it's a clear day, we can see north into the mountains, and we can see the entire sea and look at that area and that region. This site sets the stage for our time together around this beautiful sea in northern Israel. And Brenda, even as you say that, I, I get excited because there's times, depending on the season of the year and, and how things have gone, there's times when you can see Mount Hermon with snow covered at the top of Mount Hermon. And it's just a spectacular sight looking down almost a thousand feet from the top of Mount Arbel down to the Sea of Galilee, though it's only a few miles away. Well, let's set the stage for Jesus's time in ministry in the Galilee region. And I said that first, we're going to look at Matthew 11, verses 20 to 24, and we're going to see what is going on there. Then he, Jesus, began to denounce the cities in which most of his miracles were done, because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin, and woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles had occurred in Tyre and Sidon, which occurred in you, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. Nevertheless, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will not be exalted to heaven, will you? 
you will descend to Hades. For if the miracles had occurred in Sodom, which occurred in you, it would have remained to this day. Nevertheless, I I say to you that it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. What a, a stinging rebuke. If you go through all the gospel records, um, there seems to be 37 miracles recorded. Uh, Mark's gospel records the most miracles, and the majority of his miracles were done, the scripture says, in Chorazin, Bethsaida, and Capernaum. Uh, however, only four of them, the 37 miracles that have been recorded occurred in these cities. But this shouldn't surprise us because in, in John twenty one twenty five we read Jesus did many other things as well. And if every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. Well, Jesus' ministry over those about three years of his adult life, you know, we know that there were times he was up in the area of Nazareth. We know that he spent time at Galilee. We know that he went back and forth to Jerusalem for the various feasts. But today we want especially to focus on the Sea of Galilee. It is one of our favorite places to go in Israel. I think Israel. we say that at every place. <laughs> yes, every every region we go. And we're here for a few days in the Sea of Galilee. It's our favorite place to be in Israel. But we love it there. And there's so much that happened in Jesus' ministry. Our Bibles just come alive on those days. And today, looking at the Sea of Galilee, we want to think about three specific miracles that were recorded. And these miracles actually happened on the Sea of Galilee. So if we look at John, at Luke chapter 5, verse 1, we see God's provision. So Jesus has authority over fish and over, na- over nature. And we call this the miracle of the catching. God had the power to meet the needs. These fishermen had been out all night long and hadn't caught anything. Yeah, and and the Lord comes, and actually they even got started getting their nets ready. Um, and they He has asked them, "Hey, did you get any fish?" And they said, "No." And they said, "Go out a little farther." Jesus is a carpenter. He's not a fisherman, but he's instructing the fishermen and. And they say, okay, well, go out because you're telling us to. And then when they get this catch of fish, this great catch of fish, they, they are um, in shock. And they, they are realizing that Jesus has authority, in this case, authority over fish and nature. And it shows us, it's not just about the fact that their boats were filled with fish at a time in the early morning now, it when you're not supposed to be able to catch fish, but there's so much more for us to learn here that God can meet our needs, both physical and spiritual, that he's able to have that authority. He has authority over the fish, over nature. And so God provides through this miracle, the catching, it gets our attention that who Jesus is Jesus is God's son. And then we look at Mark 6, beginning in verse 45, and we see 
God has power to walk on the water, the authority over the laws of nature. We we sink. We can't walk on water. But this truly was a miracle as Jesus came to the disciples in the middle of the night. They were caught against the waves. They were rowing for hours and hours and were not making any progress on this very small lake. And in the miracle of the crossing, here comes Jesus. He is able to meet us in our times of emergency. He will come to us in our times of need. There are great uh, comforts here for us as followers of Jesus. Yeah, and I love the thought of Jesus rescuing these guys. The fishermen should be able to, to handle this, but they can't. But Jesus rescues them. But today we're going to focus in on Mark chapter 4, verses 35 and following. And um, we'll just start with the first two verses. On the day when evening came, he, Jesus, said to them, let us go over to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat, just as he was. And the other boats were with him. Well, even in the setting of this, what's the other side? The Jordan River flows both into the north of the Sea of Galilee from Mount Hermon, and it flows south out of the Sea of Galilee um, on the way to the Dead Sea. This was a political boundary for Roman-appointed governors. There there are one set of governors on one side. There's another set of, of leaders on the other side. Think about a border like the United States and Canada or the United States and Mexico. Uh, in both of these borders, you just cross over a line and suddenly you're, you have different authorities. And that's what crossing over, even just at this northern end of the Sea of Galilee, even though it's only a few miles, it's just a few miles. It's very easily done, um, but it, it's a change of governors. And remember, this, this, we call it the Sea of Galilee. Let's just be honest. It's a lake. And as a matter of fact, it's a small lake. It's eight miles wide by 13 miles long. It's 141 feet deep. And again, in reality, it's just a small lake. We'll continue reading in Mark chapter 4, verse 37. And there arose a first fierce gale of wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling up. Um, The the Greek text here says, uh, literally, there was a fierce wind of a wind. Um, this wind of a wind came onto the Sea of Galilee. And, and just to give you a visual image, the Sea of Galilee is the lowest freshwater lake in the world. It's 680 feet below sea level. And it's surrounded on almost all sides by 1,000-foot hills that rise up out of that. And there's a, just a couple of, of valleys that come into it. And when the wind comes in, especially when the wind comes in from the west, from the Mediterranean, it can stir this up. Think about um, putting a little soup, a third of a bowl of soup in the bottom and then blowing on it and watch how it can be agitated. And this reminds me, Brenda's heard this story before, but um, in 1997, I went on a pastor's trip to Israel. Now, this was my second trip. It was delightful. But typically, when we get to the Sea of Galilee, we spend one day on and around. And we start in the morning, we go to a place called En Gav, which is this wonderful launching site. And we get in a boat that would would be similar, except for it has a motor and it's now modern. But this boat departs from Engev, and it's crossing across 
the Sea of Galilee, six miles at the most where it's going. And it's supposed to go to a place called Nof Gennesar. And you'll love when you see this place. There's some great things that, to teach on there. But in the midst of this trip, normally it stops in the middle for a group devotional. And I know how this goes. So we get to the middle the boat stops, the captain turns off the engine, and we start to have this group devotional. And even as we, we have this devotional, all of a sudden the radio crackles and, and the captain starts talking in Hebrew back and forth to the shore. And with that, just as we just started our devotional, the captain starts the engine again. And I, I realized this isn't normal. This isn't the way it's supposed to go. Because he had a warning come over the radio that stated that um, there was a storm on the way. And even as he started going across the Sea of Galilee to Nafginasar, he realizes, I can't go there. I can't land safely. So he heads south to the harbor at Tiberias. It was one of those trips where you say, this could ruin the whole trip. <laughs> but I, my vision is all these pastors standing up in the front of the boat, getting splashed by waves and water and wind, and loving it. <laughs> they were just so excited to be in a storm on the Sea of Galilee. Me, not so much. Well, and just the whole idea of the this particular story in Mark's gospel coming alive, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so oh, they, yeah. they felt they they were like living this with Jesus and his disciples. They were along with them. Well, let's continue in Mark four, verse thirty eight. Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And I remember Tony Evans was at Moody Bible Institute. He uh, gave one of the sermons for Founders Week. And I remember he preached on this passage. Yeah. And and I'll never forget um, Dr. Evans saying uh, in this particular message, okay, Jesus didn't just fall into a casual nap. He, he didn't just doze off at, in sleep. No, he actually took a pillow and he laid down with the purpose of, I am going to sleep. Jesus was probably physically, humanly exhausted, and he was asleep on the cushion. He was sound asleep in the middle of a storm. This storm is raging. As Walt said, this is a fierce wind of a wind. And this storm was blowing all around, and Jesus is sound asleep. I love that image. And then we have seasoned fishermen on this boat. Not all of the disciples are fishermen, but at least four of them are. And they are panicked. These men are afraid of this storm. They know that this wind is serious and it will take their boat down. Yeah, and how ironic, Brenda. The whole reason, it says, don't you care that we're perishing but the whole reason that Jesus came to earth was because he cared that we are perishing. And I love Jesus telling in Luke chapter 19, verse 10, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost, the perishing. That's his whole purpose of his time on earth, of his ministry for those three and a half years with those men that is his purpose, to seek and to save the lost, because he cares that people are perishing. Well, continuing in Mark, verse 39, And he, Jesus, got up and rebuked the wind, 
And he said to the sea, Hush, be still. And the wind died down and it became perfectly calm. And in the Greek, that word perfectly calm means it immediately, the Sea of Galilee became like a sheet of glass. There wasn't a gradual calming down. It happened instantaneously. Continuing in the text, and he, Jesus, said to them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they became very much afraid, and they said to one another, who then is this? that even the wind and the sea obey him. They were, they were very much afraid. At first they were fearful of the wind and the waves, the storm, are they going to perish? But now they're fearful of Jesus' authority. And I love this fact that the wind and the waves and the sea, they all obey Jesus. But his disciples struggled time and again to obey him, to believe him, to follow him. And before we get too critical about the disciples, so do we. So do we. There's times when we get distracted. There's times when our faith is weak. Um, there's times when we need to say, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. This is a message about God's protection, his authority over wind and waves and water. And this reminds me even of Moses at the Red Sea, um, backed up against the Red Sea with the Egyptian army bearing down on him, and God confusing the army, and God saying, Moses, <laughs> reach out. And with that, the waters part, and they cross through the Red Sea. And that authority that Moses prefigured is now full bore with Jesus. And we're reminded, even through these overview of these miracles on the Sea of Galilee, Jesus came to earth to ultimately give that sacrifice of his death on the cross. But through these years of ministry, he was calling people to himself. His disciples were following him. And we know that there are important lessons for us to take away in the miracle of the catching that God has the power to meet our needs. He will take care of us. And then in the miracle of the crossing, God has the power to meet us in our time of emergency when we need someone to come alongside of us and help us. He will do that. And then the miracle of the calming, that God has the power to calm the storms of life. And in this week's show notes, you'll find a link to a song that has blessed Walt in my heart. Sometimes he calms the storm. And you have experienced in your life storms. We don't know what each of you have experienced, but we've had storms in our lives. And we know God has the power to calm the storm that's raging around each of us in our lives. But there are times when we're in the middle of the storm and he chooses to bring the calm to us. You know, as we grow and mature in our Christian walk, there are times when he wants us to trust him in the storms of life. These are the days when we can grow in our faith and we experience the peace he promises to give us. Dear friends, we encourage you to call out to him each day in every situation you face, and may you continue to faithfully 
Walk with God. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America and outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Friends, Brenda and I will be leading a Bible study tour in the land of Israel. We will walk where Jesus walked, and we would love to meet you in person there in Israel. The dates for the trip are November 8th through the 19th of this year, 2022. Um, Check out the link for the Walk With God Israel tour in the show notes below.